At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shit. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude, you're listening to Haney, yeah. listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. My guest today, uh, the great Matt Rudy from uh, Golf Digest, senior writer for Golf Digest. Matt has authored, uh, well, I don't know, like 20-something golf books uh, and golf instructional books. And In fact, we have a new book coming out. How to Play Better Golf Today, uh, Lessons of a Lifetime, that uh, I am uh, publishing, and um, Matt Rudy uh, was my co-writer on it, so it's uh, good stuff. Uh, hopefully, everybody will get a chance to, to check that out. should be out in the next uh, little while, and then we're excited about that, but I want to catch up with Matt on uh, everything in the world of golf, because he's somebody that uh, I love talking golf with, I always value his opinion. And uh, love having him on the podcast. So, Matt, thanks for joining me on the podcast. How you doing, bud? I'm doing okay. I'm, uh, I'm uh, struggling with the 50 mile an hour winds and 38 degree temperatures oh, today because I've got I've got, I've got a little uh, paddle tennis to play tonight, so that's going to be an adventure. But aside from that, how is how how is the paddle tennis going? I know you're into that. You you got golf, you got pickleball in the summer, you got paddle tennis in the winter. That's your deal, right? It is, and I've, I've been doing this super training stuff, and I'm down like almost sixty pounds. Oh my gosh! I haven't seen I haven't seen you in forever, but I'm proud of you. My agility and paddle, but my I'm hard to to pass at the net and hard to hit it over at the net. So 
now I can at least move a little bit and it's, it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to our next pickleball game. So I'll, I'll have a little more for you. I can't, I can't wait. Okay. So, uh, give us the key on the losing 60 pounds. What have you, what have you done? Uh, I, I haven't, I, the, the, I go to a trainer. I mean, that's the first thing. Um, so, I, so I see a trainer two or three times a week, depending on how many times I play paddle. And then, um, the, the food stuff, it's, it's a lot of, uh, protein and vegetables and things and not a lot of sugar. So that's, that's really the only thing. And, and, and it's, and it's not really drastic or, you know, you're not blocked from a whole bunch of different things. It was, I mean, it was pretty drastic for the first eight or 10 weeks as I sort of got into it, but now with the habits, it's, it's not a big deal. Uh, and after a little while, and you, when you don't have a bunch of sugar, then all of a sudden that you stop, you know, dying to have a candy bar or dying to have a piece of cake or something. And, the, and actually the holidays were okay. It's not like I was miserable trying to eat everything inside it. It's been all right. Nice. All right. All right. So it's a, that's a good report. So golf wise, what, uh, what's striking your interest right now? What, I, I got a couple things I want to talk to you about. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to get into Patrick Reed a little bit, but what, yeah. what, what do you got on your, your list? Uh, we've, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, uh, we've talked about it privately and we've talked about it on the air. Um, and number one, it's the, the USGA and the way the USGA runs the game. And, and, and if the initiatives that the USGA goes through improve um, not just retention of players, but, but making the game something attractive for people who don't ever play to, you know, to want to come in and try. Right. And then the, the second track that I'm on is, you know, optimistically hoping for a, a season where we get to see uh, some, some version of vintage Tiger Woods against all the exciting, interesting young players, whether they're kind of black hat players like Patrick Reed or, or, you know, Darth Vader types like, like Brooks Kepka or, you know, we seem to have a lot of interesting, uh, fun to watch, fun to listen to characters and to have those players matched up with, you know, with Tiger, with, with some form of vintage Tiger Woods, that that's a lot of fun from a fan perspective and selfishly from a person who works in golf media you know, stuff to write about, you know, there's, right. there's always, there's always a storyline. Oh, right, well, let, let's, let's start there. Uh, and the, the, the person at the top of the list uh, is Brooks Koepka. He's number one in the world. What, uh, what do you hear? You're, you're the president, longtime president of the Brooks, uh, unofficial <laughs> president of the Brooks Koepka fan club. I mean, if you were on him uh, before anybody was, you were touting his greatness to me. Uh, I remember he got passed over in the Ryder Cup uh, yep. a few times back, and you were like, "I'll oh, bend out of shape about that. How can they not take Kepka? He's the best player." And and sure enough, he's proven it. Uh, what, what do you hear about Kepka? He had the knee injury, had the stem cell deal. Uh, then he uh, came back, played at uh, where did he, what did he, WD or whatever from the, the CJ Cup, and uh, and then we haven't heard from what, and he didn't play in the President's Cup. So what what what's the status of Kepka? Do you think I I, I hear he's he's going to come back sometime, and he's supposedly in great shape, and you know you always hear that. But uh, what what do you hear? I think one of the things I like about him the most the the the, the stuff kind of merges together. It all comes I think from the same place, which is that he's unconcerned about what anybody else does. He does right. his own thing. He plays his own game. He hits his own shots. He's not really worried about what you do. He worries about what he does. And he figures that if he does his thing, you're not going to be good enough to beat him. And he's, for the most part, right. 
And I think the way he plays, that that's obviously reflected. And I think the other piece is the stuff we're seeing with schedule where he says, you know, I don't care about the, the lip service that players give to scheduling and to the importance of certain tournaments or, you know, wanting to go and, 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 and support a certain sponsor or play a certain part of the schedule or, or do something like the president's cup. I think he looks at it and says, my season goes from master's season to open championship season. And those are important to me. And I'm just going to decide to be upfront about that right from the beginning, instead of, you know, having it be the case, but not tell anybody about it. And he wants to have his body, ready for those events he wants to win those big events and he wants to to do it his way and and i think the the confidence and self-awareness that that takes is a huge weapon in a sport where there's a lot of players that have a lot of doubt and there's a lot of players that are not the most self-confident and there's a lot of players who are looking for the next person to blame or the the next you know the next you know pitch mark in the green to to point at and say that's why i didn't make the putt that strength, it was a big strength of Tigers, too, which is understanding that those people are much easier to push over. And and everything he does sort of demonstrates that. I think it's uh, it's refreshing. It's not always the most fan-friendly or sponsor-friendly or whatever you want to call it. But if you want to win a bunch of important tournaments and you want to be the, the one guy that someone like Tiger, who truly is the alpha, you know, Tiger said at the Masters, the one guy he looked at on the board that he was worried about was Brooks Koepka, and there's a reason yeah. for that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and he's earning that 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 tag. Well, and I, you know, I've, I've said this many times. But I look back at the Masters, and you know, Koepka, uh, only have like four penalty shots and five three putts. And yeah, he, he had a nine iron in the water. Yeah. He had a nine loses iron in the one. water. On, you know, Amen yeah. Corner gets a nine iron in the water. If he doesn't hit that ball in the water, he probably wins. Well, but on top of the five three putts, I mean, you when when you literally, and, and you're, it's going to happen at Augusta. I always feel like the numbers two, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, a total of two, either penalty shots or three putts, whatever, however you want to add it up. But once you get above that, it gets really difficult to win that tournament. Right. And he has nine, nine, and loses by a shot. And I, you know, I know everybody. You know, great win by Tiger, and you know, it, it, it was huge, and it was it great was, for golf sure. and everything else. But I mean, I look at that tournament, and I have ever since it happened. I look back and think, I mean, Kepka just pissed that tournament away. Uh, when you're that good, you can lose and lose by one. It's unbelievable. Well, and you also can look at what he's done at the U.S. Open and what he's done at the PGA, and you look at the way he plays, and you've watched as many rounds as a as a interested observer in person at the masters as anyone. I mean, is there anybody out there whose game is better suited to Augusta than Kepka's? And that's, no, he hasn't, even won, no. hasn't even won that one yet. So, I mean, right. so, so that even brings more of what he's doing with the rehab and things like that, even to, you know, to clear focus, because it's clear that's important to him. And it's, and he wants to, to take care of the unfinished business there. And every aspect of his game is suited for that place. The harder he swings, the straighter he hits it. You know, he's a terrific iron player you know, and, and, and he's learning the, the intricacies of the place, which is a huge deal, you know, you know, figuring out where you can go and where you can't go. And that just takes reps. What, what do you, what do you make of when he says he's got like five or six years left? Uh, what, what did he say? I don't know exactly what he said His prime or plan, or I don't know what he, how he, he coached that exactly. It's a, it's an interesting thing with him and, and I've written some stuff about him and, 
and talk to him a little bit. And, and one of the, my, my favorite pieces of his backstory and his personality is that he went to Europe as a young guy and played on the European challenge tour to try to earn his way into status. And he, and he did it as an American guy traveling around on his own, staying in these different little places in all these different European cities. And, and he, he got into the culture and he, and he knows about soccer and he, know, he knows about different kinds of food. And he has a, an awareness and a curiosity about stuff that the vast majority of tour players, certainly guys in their 20s, don't have. And, and I think he, he doesn't revere golf. You know, he doesn't treat Augusta National like some kind of cathedral where, where it would be the amazing honor of a lifetime to win a green jacket. He's an athlete and he's a competitor who wants to beat everybody. And, but that doesn't hold any other different kind of place than, than anything else. And I think that perspective makes, like he always says, it does make it easier to win those tournaments because you're not, you're playing against the other people in the field. You're not playing against your own nervousness and the, you know, the, the cathedral that you built in the sky about, about this place. And, and I, and I think those facts probably make him more pragmatic about his sports career than anything else. I think it's almost like Tom Brady, you know, when you, the stuff you've been reading about Tom Brady these Mm -hmm. days where, you know, he talks about the disappointment of the season, but the, the victory for him in the season was, you know, preparing to the fullest extent and competing and doing, and knowing that you left, you know, everything on the, on the field, that that's what is is an indicator for him of, of it being a championship season or, you know, being a winning season or, or being, you know, you know, being something worthy of, of, of praising or sort of patting yourself on the back. And I would bet that Kepka is more like that, which is, you know, how, how do I get myself ready to win these tournaments? Did I do everything I could to, to win them? And when that runs its course, it runs its course. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, interesting perspective. You know, Tiger was clearly the best player at the President's Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he. I mean, he just. Of course, you know, I and I've pointed out. I mean, it, it's a perfect course for him. If if they were to play, you know, Royal Melbourne for every single major right. championship, he'd still catch Jack Nicklaus easily. Right. Uh, you know, you could wide off the tee. Uh, you know, a lot of different shots where you got to flight it, and he's, he's still the best in the world at that. Uh, you know, up and down with the ball, right to left, left to right, yep. and he and really on that golf course, and you know, clearly he was swinging good, but he he just, I mean, I think he kind of just showed off to be honest with you. I mean, it just, sure. it just he was just so so good, and it just right up his 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 alley when you play that kind of course, um, but. Uh, you know, it's different when you go play other courses because they're not they're not all going to require all those shots, and you can, you know, play a little bit more of a of a one dimensional game. But when when I look at at you know at, at Kepka's game, uh, you know, and obviously the the power and the way that he, he rises to the occasion, but you know, he he can he can play shots too. And then I look at at, at Justin Thomas and the shots that 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 he's playing now. I mean. Uh, uh, curving it both ways, uh, mm-hmm. hitting a lot of partial shots, uh, you know, uh, uh, flighting it down, a, a lot of short finishes to a shot, especially at, at Kapalua, played in a, a big, huge win there. When you think about when he first came on the tour, 
I mean, he he had kind of a one dimensional game. I mean, he just hit. It was just everything was a full swing, mm-hmm. and now it's it, it it's it's clearly not. I mean, uh, you know, and then you got Roy McIlroy, uh, and you know, I mean, it seems like those four players, uh, you know, are, are are just a notch above everybody else. I mean, how do you rate it? I think you could put Dustin Johnson in that category too, but yeah, I, I think you have it right, and I think. The, the progression, I think we were spoiled. Tigers is, has spoiled us because he came certainly very early as a fully formed competitor and as a fully formed shot maker and and pull, pull, pulled all those things together. I mean, he could physically dominate people but also hit every shot. And that's when you watch the spectacle of that, you, you sort of forget that most true players don't come fully formed. You know, they have to, either they can't do some of those things and they have to compensate you know, Justin Leonard, perfect example. You know, is a is a shot maker, but a guy who couldn't hit it that far. He's not gonna he's not gonna dominate a golf course. Jim Furyk's not gonna dominate a golf course. There's there's just pieces of it that that certain players don't have, and you know, other players with with physical gifts, they they add those things as time goes on, just like Mike Trout does, or just you know, just like a, you know, a young player in any other sport, and that's really exciting to watch because it shows that they have a lot of awareness about their game and that they want to adapt. And and also I think the competitive realities of the sport are different than they were. You can't just be the the crafty veteran who flourishes because you know the golf courses year to year and and you can uh intimidate the younger players or you you know you can you know you, you can do some of these soft skill things to to beat everybody. There are extreme talented you know Matt Wolf, you know Victor Hovland type players showing up every year who can do all kinds of crazy physical things and are already rich the first day they show up and aren't afraid and are are you know they're hitting every shot right at the at the flag. You you can't you can't survive and you can't flourish unless you continue to to improve and to to figure out what to do next. And I think it's great to watch those players go through that process and i and i, and I think what, what tiger's done and is is similar in other you know in, in track you know when, when someone breaks a you know the four minute mile or any other threshold all of a sudden everybody sees that that's po- that's possible and and tiger's records are terrific and everything but it, it's hard to believe it because it, it it indicates that you and i are probably getting old but <laughs> but <laughs> the, all the dominating stuff that tiger did it's kind of receding into you know, the highlight territory in history. And, and you start to talk about some of those incredible things that he did in the abstract as something that happened a long time ago. And, and I think there, when, when you weren't at the, at the other end of those beatings, you know, if you're not Ernie Els, if you're not Davis mm-hmm. Love, if you're not players like that, that actually were, were the victims of those, those drubbings, um, you, you look at it more clinically and say, yeah, look at all these, records that guy had, but here's the things he did. Here's the things he could do physically with the club. You know, I think I can do some of those things too. I'm sure John Rahm feels that way. I'm sure he looks at it and says, there isn't any reason why I can't improve to yeah, the point where yeah. I do some of those things. I, I'm sure Brooks Kepka feels that way. And it, 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 it leads those players to, to put in a tremendous amount of work, both in the gym and on their game to, to do, to, to do the, you know, to perform those physical feats. And, and, it's better for the sport. It makes golf more of a sport than a you know a, a game where a bunch of mildly out of shape guys walk around smoking cigarettes between shots. Yeah, 
You know, we mentioned uh, Kepka and Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas and uh, Tiger and, and Dustin Johnson. That's five guys right there. We, we we did leave out John Rahm, who you who you mentioned. He's he's currently number three in the world. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the uh, telecast the other day, and uh, Bones Jim McKay, you know, and he's a knowledgeable guy. I mean, he spent a lot of time out on the tour. Mm-hmm. You know, he he came with the you know, and you got to take some of this stuff with a grain of salt because whenever somebody plays good, everybody gets all fired up about sure. it. But but uh, you know, he he goes, he's talking about Cantley and and uh, and Shoffley, and he goes, mm-hmm. oh, these guys are. Are are two, you know, in my opinion, and it's his opinion. He's entitled to his opinion, but he goes, you know, they're two of the top five players in the world, in my opinion. I'm like, my God, that's a, the <laughs> top five's getting awful crowded here right now, uh, you, you know. But but I, I don't know about uh, about about that. But and I don't know where you think you know Rom fits into this whole picture. But let me ask you this: in the last, you know, I've been looking at the statistics the last uh, five years. Uh, prior to this last year, the average uh, was 4.5 uh, players that would drop out of the top 10 each mm-hmm. year. Each yep. year, so each year there'd be four and a half players that mm-hmm. you know on average that were, you know, you look at them, they're 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 this year, they're not there next year. Right now, last year it was different. It was just it was just three, mm-hmm. and uh, DeChambeau dropped out, uh, Molinari dropped out, and Finau dropped out. Right, uh, you know, and and then you know, three three guys moved moved in there: Fleetwood and and uh, Tiger and uh, I don't know, and Cantley. Okay, so mm-hmm. they, they moved in there. Uh, so there's going to be they're just historically there's there's turnover. It just always is in the in the top ten. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, but but yet, you know, I mean, we got guys saying Shoffley and Cantley are you know top five players, and you and I just listed five, and then Rahm is six, and I mean what. Well, I mean, uh, how are all these guys fitting in there? Well, I, there's two there's two parts to that question, and I think the first part is how great do you think the world rankings are as a as a sensitive measuring tool for who's who is in the top five right at the moment versus kind of a rolling average over time. Yeah, and that's good point. certainly a, that's certainly a debate you could have because you know the the math that goes into defending points and when you play and when you don't play and the tournaments you play well and the ones that you don't. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. We're talking about a system where you you got world ranking points for playing at the Hero World Challenge, which is you know that's a you know, <laughs> that's a that's an exhibition in my mind. And, yeah, hundred you know, percent. That, that's the first part of it, and I think the second part of it is um, the collection of skills matching with the collection collection of results, and where you say, you know, the as a as someone as a as a interested informed observer of professional golf, you know, which handful of players have the mixture of results and skill that makes me put them in the top five. And, and as we were just talking about, there is a small handful of players that do things at a, at a level that are, that's higher than other players. And, um, you know, Tommy Fleetwood is a good example. Tommy Fleetwood doesn't have the record yet that some of these other players we're talking about have. He hasn't won a major, you know, he, 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 but when you go watch him play and you watch him hit shots, you know, I've, I've done a couple stories with him. I've seen him hit shots and I've seen a lot of tour players hit shots. He hits shots differently than other players do. And hmm. he can do things physically that other players can't do. And to me, there's a, there's a relatively smaller handful of players who are in that boat, you know, who can, yeah. who, when you watch them, 
they just do other things. And um, I think Rom is in that boat. The only thing that has held him back is he he is such a fierce competitor that uh, he just goes off the boil sometimes. And he just, you know, it, it, you know they, he blows a fuse. And, and he's he still, he's still blowing. He blew, he blew a fuse on the, the last hole at Kapalua when he, sure. you know, he, he missed a putt, a meaningless putt. I mean, he was going to finish, you know, mm-hmm. sixth or seventh or whatever. It doesn't make a darn bit of difference. And, you know, he's, he's like, and he just has this, you know, he stands over looking at the pot, you know, he misses it. Like, you know, like, I mean, I don't think he understands. He's the only one that cares that he missed it. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, like, like we've always talked about with Tiger, uh, you could look at Tiger and say, well, why does he keep changing all this stuff I mean, over the yeah. years? Why did he change all that stuff? Wouldn't he have been better if he just left it alone? Well, maybe, yeah. maybe his results would have been better, but maybe the reason he's great. And you said, you, you're the one yeah, who said that's this. Good the reason he's great is because he was so determined to find it and to and to make it the best. And I would I would say that the the component that makes Rom terrific, I mean, obviously he has skills, but the the way that Wick burns for him is probably a big part of why he's so good. And and it can yeah, certainly hurt him, hurt him sometimes. And I think it's just figuring out how to play on the edge like that. And um, I certainly would rather have a guy that cares that much than a guy who's completely disinterested. And, and I think there's a spectrum in between. And, and we were just talking about Kepka, and he's a good example. You would never see that kind of reaction from him on a shot. But we saw at the PGA Championship last year, for example, when he made a, you know, made a 20-footer to save a par in a big moment, the fist, bump, the fist pump that he had after that, you could tell that there's – lava inside there and and it came out for that minute and yeah. i think it's just like any other skill you have to figure out how to be close enough to the edge where you need to be in order to play your best or you know be as placid as you can be if that's what works for you but but there's no to me those guys fleetwood is in that category and, and i love xander shoffley's game i i shot a big piece with him that's going to be a big instruction story here in golf digest in the next couple months. And I, I like him for a lot of the reasons that I like Kepka. I don't, I don't think he's quite the physical specimen that Kepka is in terms of how far he can hit it. But I mean, Shoffley hits it plenty far, but, but he, the, the moment is never too big for him. Yeah, that's good. He's definitely shown that he doesn't get afraid. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to hit the shot and he's not afraid to fail. It doesn't mean he likes to fail, but he's not afraid to fail. And, and there's plenty of players, and I mean, you've seen more of them, and I've, I've seen a lot of them. I mean, there's there's players out there that if you said to them right now, you could have a Matt Kuchar-style season, you know, and win-win, you know, $9 million and win a off-brand tournament and kind of be in the conversation at a major, they'd sign up for that right now. And and those kinds of players are players that the the really, the, the truly elite players are never really going to worry that much about. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. All right, let's let's take a little break. Uh, hear from our our sponsors, and we'll. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on uh, on Patrick Reed. I mean, he uh, he's playing awful good. He seems to mm-hmm. sh- to shake it off, but uh, it, it this doesn't look like it's something that's going to go away. He's got he's got something following him uh, closely behind him all <laughs> every step of the way. It seems like we'll be right back on the Hank Any podcast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. So Matt, uh, Patrick Reed... I mean, he's he's worked his way up to eleventh in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, which I think is incredible. And I, I had sure. uh, Josh Gregory uh, on my podcast, and of course, Josh yep. is, was his coach at Augusta State, and, and is his performance coach, and uh, you know, not his swing coach, but his performance coach. He's got a lot of coaches. But uh, I asked him. I said, I said, would you say that uh, Patrick Reed is, has underachieved or overachieved? And he said. He said, well, he would say that he's underachieved. Mm-hmm. He said, but I would say that he's overachieved. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of kind of my, my view on it. And then I look back to the, you know, Century Tournament of Champions. And I look, I mean, my my logic on it is, is that, you know, Patrick Reed came close. I mean, he, had a, he clearly had chances to win the, the tournament. But when I look at it, I look at it, I say, okay, yeah, you just you just wasted – your best putting tournament of the year. Not not mm-hmm. not to date. I mean, he's not he will not have another tournament this year where he putts that good. I mean, you don't need 45 one putts. I mean, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 72 holes and and yet when you you putt like that and you don't turn it into a win, it it's tough because Kepka doesn't need to have 45 one putts anywhere close no. to it to win. Justin Thomas doesn't need anywhere close to 45 one putts to win. Uh, Tiger Woods doesn't need anywhere close to 40. Ram, you know, you Rory, name them all. I mean, they, you know, Dustin Johnson. I mean, none of them uh, do. But but that's you know a, a you know a different different formula for for Reed. Uh, but but anyway, I mean, you know, he gets on the putt on 18 at the playoff hole, and the guy yells cheater, and you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's 
Boy, oh boy. Well, I haven't asked your thoughts on that whole thing. So g- give me give me a little uh, Matt Rudy uh, analysis on this. <laughs> it it feels this this might be the only time anybody ever says this, and I'm glad it's being recorded because then it can be thrown in my face later if I'm wrong. But but, but I think that um, the 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 user profile, so to speak, for Patrick Reed is almost closer to Dustin Johnson in terms of the way he plays. If you watch DJ. You know, he'll kind of float around in certain tournaments and and not be present really or not not be a factor and then go on a heater and, and, and play really well for five weeks and win, you know, win a bunch of money, win a bunch of tournaments and then kind of float away a little bit. And I, I don't I don't have a theory yet of why that is or you know, why why some people are relentless and why some people have streaks and slumps. And I'm sure that there's a, a mechanical component to it. I'm sure there's an attitude component to it. But I, I would compare. I would say that those two guys are closer. Um, Patrick Reed is like that. You know, he has these stretches, and, and even you can even see it in a microcosm in tournaments. I can I can remember specifically being at Shinnecock a couple of years ago, and you know he was nowhere. Then all of a sudden he made like six birdies and eight holes, and and he's right at the top of the board. And then you know, he made a double and he disappeared. And and I think the you know, you know Mickelson is another guy who who tended to be that way. And, and I think that's just a different profile than some of the more relentless players that we've seen over time. And, and I think the second piece of that is the, you know, the, the cheater stuff and the, and, you know, the, the strife that he goes through by being relatively unpopular. Um, I, I think all of us have experienced in dating life, you know, whether you want to go back to high school or whenever, that there seem to be people in a relationship or in life or in a job or anything that thrive on disarray. They thrive on disarray. They, they thrive on hmm. drama. Yeah. They thrive on, I don't, I don't necessarily want to call it negative emotions because maybe they're not negative emotions for him, but the, but the persecution stuff, the, you know, Hey, it's just us against the world. You know, th- those kinds of, those kinds of things that might be debilitating for you or for me, or just really unpleasant for you or for me, those, those things seem to happen around him a lot. And they, you know, he's, he has a, a difficult relationship with his family and he's had difficult relationships with people at the different colleges where he's gone to, mm-hmm. you know, where, where he's gone to school and he, and he doesn't have a bunch of close friends, but, but those things, I mean, we, we all know lots of tour players that have a variety of personality disorders that are, you know, they're just weird people and for, for different reasons, you know, yeah, for, for different yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, this part of it for him is where his kind of weird thing is. And, and he's got a, a close knit, small team of people around him. And he really thrives on the, on the, those relationships. And he, and the other stuff, the noise doesn't seem to matter. And the, the chatter that he gets, I mean, if, if Colin Montgomery had gotten that kind of chatter, I mean, he would have quit golf when he was 20. Yeah, that's a good I mean, there, point. There's, there's, people, yeah. there's people that just can't handle that. Yeah, they can't take it. And, and he can handle the static. He always has been able to. No matter what happened or where, he's always been able to put the static away and 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 have kind of a non-traditional golf swing. He doesn't do it the same way everybody else does. But, you know, he's, he's he doesn't – you know, he, he listens – to coaches and he takes what he needs and he surfs from coach to coach from time to time. And, and he doesn't fundamentally change what he's doing, 
and and he's got the confidence to to not only get out there and win tournaments, but to say, hey, I think I should be one of the five best players in the world. There's no reason why I can't beat all these guys. I mean, that that that's a an amazing amount of self confidence and and a, and, a, and a kind of a psychological durability that by itself is is an impressive feature for an athlete. It doesn't always manifest in really popular behavior. It's, it's, it might not be somebody you want to have a cocktail with, but it's an impressive profile for an athlete. Yeah. Ah, it's good. It's good to good take. I mean, you know, he, he does seem to thrive on, uh, you know, him against the world. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Kepka likes to have the chip on his shoulder. He looks for stuff to, you know, put, put in there. Uh, you know, I mean, it, I don't think it, it, it definitely doesn't seem to affect Patrick Reed. I mean, no. And and maybe, I mean, maybe there's all kinds of torment that he goes through that we don't know about. Maybe he's going to therapy three times a week and he, and he goes home and cries in his hotel room or something. I mean, we don't know. If the, from, you know, you know, when you, you know, kind of think about the conversations that he had after the Ryder cup or, or the, or the way that he dealt with the stuff at the hero world challenge, or, you know, moving mm-hmm. the sand and all, you know, if outwardly, it seems that these kinds of, you know, these pieces of disarray happen and he just, Moves on, and uh, <laughs> he see he, I don't do, know. he does seem to just move on. He just he just moves on. Yeah, he just he just we're, we're moving on to Cincinnati or whatever. Belichick, mm-hmm. Belichick says, you know, I mean, it's, uh, yep. it's it's good stuff. All right, I want to I want to uh, get your thoughts on these uh, tournaments coming up in the uh, the Middle East. You got the uh, Abu Dhabi next week. You got Dubai Desert Classic. You got uh, the the tournament in, in Saudi Arabia. A lot of U S players are are signed up to go play. They didn't, of course, you know, they're just launching missiles now over there. So mm-hmm. uh, who knows what's going? I want to get get your thought thoughts on that. We'll take a little break uh, here from our sponsors. One of which is Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, and I know Matt, you've used it, and I, I got to send you some more. You're playing all that paddle ball. You probably got uh, uh, you, you probably got some aches and pains going going yeah. somewhere. Uh, I'll, I'll get you some more. But I this is I got a letter from one of my uh, listeners. A guy loves our podcast. And uh, he says, uh, your voodoo pain relief cream is really a great product. He says, my wife was having pain with her heel. She couldn't hardly walk. She got up in the morning. I ordered voodoo. After a few days, it helped with her pain. And he said, my elbow started hurting. I got some swelling last week. Used the cream on it. And after a few days, my swelling went down. The pain is gone. Anyway, he said it works. And he, uh, so, so he, he made this comment at the end of it. You're going to kick out of this. He said, one more question. He says, since the voodoo pain relief cream works so well on everything, do you think maybe uh, Steve Johnson, the great predictor, uh, if he rubs some on his head, he could predict a little <laughs> bit better? <laughs> I don't, it depends. Does it come in a gallon container? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Steve. So, although Steve's claiming he picked uh, Justin Thomas, he's one uh, one for one. Or, you know, he he might be three for three, according to him. Uh, anyway, he did, I think he did pick Justin Thomas. But uh, we'll take a little break. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast with Matt Rudy, senior writer from Golf Digest. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Okay, so uh, when's when's Ka- I think Kepka's supposed to? Is he supposed to play at Abu Dhabi or where, where is he supposed to play? I mean, uh, one of these places. I know. Yeah, I think playing. he's playing in one of the. I think he's playing in one of the Middle Eastern tournaments. I'm so you got sure these three one. tournaments coming up. People are up in arms. Uh, you know, I I don't know where I stand on this. To be honest with you, I mean, I guess you're, I'm supposed to not be on the fence, but you know, they the. the Prince or whatever, you know, or the, I don't know, the guy, you know, killed the the guy and, you know, and so everybody's, you know, and people are supposed to boycott Saudi Arabia. And then, uh, you know, now you got all the, the you know, Iran thing and, and, and mm-hmm. it's just like a, you know, a mess over there. And of course, I love when these guys, these players all say, you know, we're, we're growing the game. <laughs> that, that cracks me <laughs> up, man. I mean, come on, we're not growing the game. We're growing our pocketbook. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, come but, on. But I guess. I mean, yeah, yes. I but but I, I, mean, but I we're also getting a, know we're that, getting a million dollar appearance fee is what we're growing. Right. I mean, or, the, the, the problem it's ridiculous. Yes, but um, as somebody who's I've been at Golf Digest twenty and a half years, and and the scope of my job in two thousand twenty compared to what it was in two thousand is vastly different. And it, there's just there's an insatiable appetite for news, and it's you know it's daily, hourly, it's to the minute. And if you're and if you're gonna be asked questions about it, you you know I mean, you either have to come up with an answer or you just have to just ignore everybody and not talk. And so that's just sort of the best answer that somebody could come up with. <laughs> they're not they're not gonna say I'm I'm, I'm getting two million dollars for showing up. So you know I mean you you they're not gonna say you'd take it too or you know and and it's easy well, for people it, to say I wouldn't do that I wouldn't go over there. I mean like man two million dollars I mean that's a lot of money. It's easy to say I wouldn't do it. However, the other piece of it that's important to, to talk about is that if you're essentially a multi-million dollar corporation, which is what tour players are, and you take sponsorship money and you, you know, do appearances and you wear logos and you do all these things that athletes do, um, the, the dollars that you're getting paid for those sponsorships are 
only tangentially because you are really good at hitting a golf ball. It's because people want to watch you hit a golf ball. And so the, the decisions you make and the reasons you go do things and the, the, you know, the, the stuff you do when you're out partying at night and the, you know, the stop signs you run, any, anything that happens in your life contributes to what, what is essentially the stock price of your multi-million dollar sports corporation. So if you're going to make those kinds of decisions to take appearance money, I mean, every, let's be, let's be real. Every other decision players make is, is with an eye toward what the strategic value is and the financial value. That's why they have all these advisors telling them things. So the fact that you're going to get static to go play at one of these places, it better be part of the math when you decide if you're going to take the appearance money or not. Of course, their, their biggest advisor is, 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 is uh, taking a, a 10, 15, 20% cut of whatever it is sure. they're getting over there. Sure. So I mean, what, and, we know what he's going to vote for. And, and I think that you, you know, it is about the money. I mean, it always is. And, and let's be honest, it is for all of us. My, my, my kids need to eat and yeah, your, your, that's true. your kid needs, everybody's kid needs to eat and you have to make the decisions that make sense for you. But there, there certainly is a, a math problem to work out if it's worth it. You know, does, does Tiger Woods need another $1.5 million to go play in Saudi Arabia? He probably looks at it and says, I don't need that headache. Um, Phil Mickelson knows who his sponsors are and knows where his corporate relationships are. And I'm sure he had those conversations with those people. And if they said, I don't, we don't care, then he can make a decision based on that. But I certainly understand why people think it's the wrong move. Right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're taking money from, from people with uh, unsavory reputations. But the other piece of that too, is that there are plenty of places to take unsavory money for. I mean, those, those are particularly bad ones, but there's, there's, there's organizations like that all over the place and you don't even have to go very far to find other ones. And, and if we're really going to start vetting people for those relationships, there's a lot of vetting that needs to go on for sure. Yeah, that's okay. That's good. That's, that, that's, that's another good point. I mean, the other piece of the puzzle is, is that the PGA tour has, they, you know, they control all these guys, even though it's, you know, somehow they're independent contractors, which is a, you know, an absolute joke, but uh, they've got to give them a release. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they have to ask and say, Hey, can I, cause it's a, it's a turn. These are all tournaments that are opposite tournaments on the PGA tour. And they, you know, the player has to apply for a release to go play in these places. The tours, the tours granting them the release. I mean, you right. know, I mean, they could, they could say, you know, no, I mean, but there's a, but there's a sliding scale of, of likelihood, depending on who you are. Uh, you know, if, if, someone like Rory or someone like Tiger, you know, if, if a high profile player is saying, this is what I'm going to do, the, the tour has fewer options than it would if, you know, number 124 in the, in the rankings decided to make that same stand. And um, those power relationships are a part of day-to-day life, no matter where you work, whether it's the tour or golf, wherever it's, that's, that's part of it. And uh, I, I think the, the, tour ecosystem is relatively healthy and i think it's a stroke of luck that that's the case because there are so many interesting higher profile players now yeah and that that fact offers a little bit more freedom and cover so to speak for players to make some of those decisions because it's not just tiger you know pulling the entire 
you know, you know he's, he's not the only guy carrying the load for the, for the tour. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. And there's a bunch of other players that, that, you know, the, and, and if Tiger doesn't go, then maybe Rory goes. And if Rory doesn't go, then maybe Brooks kept there. There's, a, there's some choices. And, yeah. and I think that's the, that's one sign that the tour product itself is healthier than it's probably been for a long time. Okay. All right. Good. So, all right. Ba- based on that, one more question for you. I know you got to go pick your kids up at school. Uh, at the end of next year, who will be the number one player in the world? Hmm. The end of, so basically the end of well, 20. I mean, after the major well, or after do, the majors, whatever. Yeah. yeah. After the majors. I'm going to say after the majors, I'm going to say it's Rom. That's my guess. Seriously. Yeah. Right. Why not? I mean, I, I, it, one right. of the things that impressed me about Rom is that he had, he's getting married. He might have just gotten married. I'm not sure of yeah. the timing, but it's it's right around now. But he he took a bunch of time off at the end of the season last year, and he showed up after not playing for a month and won. He went to went to the he won the race to Dubai thing, mm-hmm. and he he's just was just about to get married. He went and played great in the Bahamas, even though it's a event that doesn't matter. That should have been even more reason to not play well. Yeah, and he yeah. Went and went and played great there. Um, I think. For some players, there's a there's a a calming effect when your life gets situated like that. That's probably good. Maybe that's a good thing for him. There's no doubt to me that he ha- there's a, there's a, no doubt that he has the tools to be there. And mm-hmm. and um, that's who I'm going to pick. I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm certainly not selling high on Kepka. I think he's terrific. The only issue I ever see for Kepka is that the way he plays and the schedule he plays and the disinterest that he has in some regular yeah, events. Yeah, yeah. It just means he's not as good of an accumulator as some other. Players. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's where my, that's where my votes. Come All right. Well, uh, you know, Tommy Armour the third is a good friend of mine and we talk a lot of golf and he, you know, years ago he told me, he said, uh, Dustin Johnson is just unbelievable. I mean, he's going to be number one he player is? in the world. And, uh, and he was, and then, and then last year, Tommy told me, you know, he, he played uh, quite a few rounds with John Rahm and he said, this guy's unbelievable. He is. There's he no said doubt. he's going to be number. He's going to be number one in the world. This guy's going to be the next guy that's going to be number one. You know, so he, that's uh, you're right there with uh, Tommy's prediction too. I think he's super, and I think Fleetwood is terrific. I mean, the, no, number one, he's might Fleetwood be the doesn't, does guy. Fleetwood putt good enough though? I mean, and he didn't, and he's not he's not crazy long like these guys. I, I don't you think you got to be up? There? I mean, Kepka, Rory, uh, Justin Thomas. I mean, Rom. I mean, I, he's not in, in Dustin. D, D, you know, Tiger. I mean, he's not. Fleetwood's had European tour years where he was in the top five in total driving, okay. and in ball striking, and in putting. All three. No, he didn't put as didn't put as good last year. That was the, that was probably no, the difference. But, yeah, but uh, sure. n- number one, I think he's one of the nicest guys ever. And um, I mean, I can count on one hand the number of players who showed up to one of our shoots carrying their own tour, you know, their staff bag themselves with no other people around. <laughs> he might be the only one in the last five years. Now, those are guys you like to root for, but they're not usually guys that end up number one. No, but but happily, I think he also has a, a ball. He's as a ball hitter. I mean, there 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 aren't two or three. There aren't three guys out on the planet who are in that class. So all right, we'll keep an eye on him too. He's a fun guy to root for. All right, all right, Matt. Great stuff. Thanks for uh, doing this. Always always great to talk to you, and I'll look forward to catching up again, bud. Yeah, you bet. Good yeah. luck on the paddle tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me a paddle. You, you, you joke, you joke, but I worked out with the trainer this morning, and I and I and I have the the red the sports cream. Yeah, and yeah. I and I use that in between. Otherwise, I'd be hobbling right. around. Right. Well, there's so more. There's here. more coming in the mail. You'll get, you'll right get on. It's All good right, to buddy. talk to All you. Right, uh, 
I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, bud. All right, great stuff from Matt Rudy. I uh, always love Matt's opinion on th- on things. He's uh, he's high on John Rahm. Uh, well, a lot of people are. Th- number three in the world, so he's certainly within striking distance of, of number one. Uh, really good stuff. All right, uh, remember, if you haven't already done it, to uh, click the follow button on the uh, iHeart uh, Radio app where you found the podcast, and your podcast, Hank Andy Podcast, will show up every day. Uh, or wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's, uh, you know, Apple or, or where, wherever. I mean, wherever you get your podcast, just follow us and uh, then you won't have to go searching for the for the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate all the support. Got a lot of uh, great support. A lot of our downloads are going up all the time, which is always a, a, a good thing. If you have any questions, you can email them to hankhanegoff at outlook.com. We uh, went through some of those the other day with Minnesota Tim, and we'll continue to do that. If You you could also call us at 833-426-5763, extension 801, and uh, we get some good stuff. We'll put that on the air uh, as as well. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Hank Haney. You can send your golf swings in to golfschools at hankhaney.com. And uh, Steve Johnson or one of the guys will – look at those and get back to you with some advice on what you could do to get better and uh that's about it for today uh thanks for listening hope you have a great day we'll be back tomorrow on the hank any podcast thanks for tuning into the hank any podcast listen follow rate and share on itunes on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts and you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hank at outlook.com And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.